You're listening to the Recovering Corpaholics podcast with host Felicia Stivelman, the podcast to help big four professionals quit the corporate games and break free into a meaningful career. In today's episode, we're continuing the corporate game strategies, but this week it's strategies that can be used for employees at every level. Again, these strategies are going to be a little different from what you've heard as I want to give you strategies of how you can play the game while still owning who you are. It's a practice, but if you want to stay in the corporate world or at least make it a little bit more manageable until you leave, this episode is also for you. Find the full show notes for this episode at recoveringcorpaholics.com slash seven. We all have tough situations at work, and sometimes we feel like there are all these games we have to play to get ahead. So what can you do if you hate the games but still want to succeed? I'm providing you these eight strategies to help you along the way in your career so you can use them so you feel like you're not selling your soul to the corporate world. Now, last week we went over eight strategies to play and win the corporate games as a leader, but these next strategies are for everyone. And you don't have to be a leader to listen to last week's episode, and you don't not have to be a leader to listen to this episode. FYI, I talk about giving and receiving feedback for one of the strategies, and to help, I've created a free step-by-step guide that goes into everything you could need to learn how to give and receive feedback. To download, go to recoveringcorpaholics.com slash seven now. Now, the first strategy I have seems obvious, but... Not to everyone, and it's to not talk smack about other people. Sometimes we let our guard down, and we just want to shoulder to vent too. You don't know how many times I received pings in meetings such as, are you hearing this? I can't believe it. Or this person's so full of it. But it is so unnecessary. And it goes back to episode six when I say, you never know who you can trust. That person may go tell that person you said that. Or you could ping the wrong person. You never know. Not only does this show that you don't like certain people, but it also makes you look better than them. Yes, everyone may be thinking the same thing, but be the person who is known for finding the good in everything and not talking about people. I remember there was a senior associate who presented at a lunch and learn. It was not a great presentation. And there were so many people talking about it from... She has no skills. How does she even work here? And there was other people on the other side who said, I can't believe she was able to present that after working three 70-hour weeks in a row. That's pretty great. I never talk smack at work or ever, and that's because I learned my lesson the hard way when I was younger. But I was always the person who people vented to because I never said anything back. So as being this person, you hear things from everyone. I like to work with people who were nice and respectful. It was just that plain and simple. We spend one third of our lives working, more at a big four, for sure. So we should try to get along with the people we work for as best we can. To give another example, I remember when I was promoted to manager, I had another manager who was so upset So much so that she made it a point to tell others. Obviously, there are no secrets in a big four, so I found out. After that, I lost respect for her. I still maintain a professional relationship, but it just showed who she really was. And honestly, that was her reputation among the whole team. Talking about others is just unnecessary, and it doesn't bring anyone any good. 
It's so easy to make fun of people, but what good does it bring? Always take the high road. How do you want people to feel when they work with you? Don't give anyone a reason not to trust you or like you. Get in the habit now of not talking about other people. It will always come back and bite you, especially at work. And this strategy extends into life as well. The next strategy I have for playing and winning the corporate games is to thank and appreciate people. It's funny how two words can go so far. Two words as simple as thank you. The big four world is crazy. There are so many deadlines and projects and just things to do that sometimes we forget to thank people. And let me caveat, this is not just a quick thanks Bob after working an all-nighter to get something done. This is a let's stop for a second and acknowledge the person. Let me give you an example. Say Bob is working on a proposal for a client that requires a tight turnaround. I'm going to give you two options on how to thank someone and you think, who's the person that you'd want to work for more? So option one is, hey, thanks, Bob. Great work on this. The second option is, thanks, Bob. I know it wasn't easy to pull this off, especially at the level of detail we needed it to be. And you did it along with all of the project work you have going on. I really appreciate you and all your work on this. Now, it might be a little obvious, but I know I'd like to work with the person in option two. And how much longer to you do you think it took for option two to say thank you and that extra 30 words? Maybe one minute? Now, if you really want to go above and beyond, also add to your calendar people's birthdays and work anniversaries. I remember I told a business solutions team member that always helped me happy anniversary one time and I felt like she almost started crying. She was in a tough role where she was supporting multiple teams, doing a lot of tedious work, and taking a lot of crap from teams when it wasn't up to their standard. When I told her happy anniversary, she felt like I saw her and I wasn't just a body to do work for me. I did this to be nice, and I do have to say she also took my request and made them a priority when I sent them to her. The next strategy I have to play in win the corporate games is to engage with your colleagues, like really get to know them or at least pretend to. When someone pings you, what do you think for the most part? I know for me it was, ah, what does this person need now? And that's because people only message you when they need something. Get in the habit of engaging with people you work with. From just checking in to see how their, their weekends were, to asking them how they are, it's the little things that go a long way. By doing this, when I needed something, people would want to help me and would go the extra mile. I was never a burden for the most part, as you know, depending on what the ask was. And I just really enjoyed my team and it made me enjoy working there more. It does take effort and if it helps... Make a list of who you want to be friendlier with and how often you want to be in contact with them. Then follow up. Relationships are key. The fourth strategy I have to play and win the corporate games is to stay away from confrontation and controversial topics as much as possible. They say keep politics and religion out of work and I agree with them. While it's nice to have an open dialogue, there are people that will never see another side to the issue, no matter how well you reason with them. It could be as something small, such as, should we still be wearing masks? 
But let me tell you, some people have such deep beliefs on this and on both sides, so it's just best to stay out of it. If someone doesn't like where you're coming from, they will write you off. And most likely, since these people aren't open to hearing other views, they're probably going to form an opinion on you based on your views and not your work product, and probably even tell others about it. I've seen it happen way too often. I'd like to say you can't argue stupid. If someone says two plus two equals five, you better believe it does. You know, maybe if you're an audit, it doesn't, but I hope you get what I'm saying. Everyone has a different way of doing things, and it's all about being respectful. You can listen, but keep your contribution and your emotion out of it. And it doesn't even have to be a controversial topic. Some people just love to argue and get their way. They don't even know they are doing it most of the time. They just approach a possible disagreement with a win-lose attitude. This is the type of attitude that is toxic to an organizational culture. Just don't get involved. The fifth strategy I have to play in when the corporate games is to compliment people. It's as simple as that. You have no idea how giving positive feedback to someone makes a difference. It not only makes a person feel valued, but it also makes them feel appreciated and validated. It could be anything from, I really like how you set up the slide deck, to, wow, your vacation photos seem amazing. I always try to do this, from the cashier at the supermarket to the principal at my son's school. It makes people feel good and they remember you in a good way too. And that's what you want if you want to be a good person and win the corporate games. Now, the sixth strategy I have to play in win the corporate games is to go out of your way and be nice to people. This is a little further than just complimenting people. It sounds silly, but you never know who is having a hard day or who just got screamed at by their partner or has something going on in their life. Whether it's taking the time to ask how someone's day is, to asking someone in the elevator who seems down, what's going on, or even a colleague that just looks out of it, be that person who cares. People remember you for it and will feel like they can trust you. The seventh strategy I have to play in when the corporate games is to go the extra mile. You don't have to do this, but it makes such a difference. Do you have to provide a couple slides? Well, instead of making them ugly with just text, Brand them and make them client ready. If your partner asks for an update, give them more than what they asked for. Anticipate what questions they may have and give that to them. Someone's birthday, send them a card or give them a small token. It's the little things that really make a difference. The last strategy I have to play and win the corporate games is to ask for feedback. And this is not just to whoever is reviewing you on your project when you need a review. I'm talking about asking your colleagues, asking your friends. If you really want to grow and be the best you can be, you need to ask for feedback. As I mentioned earlier, I created a step-by-step guide that goes over everything you can need to know about giving and receiving feedback. So go over to recoveringcorpaholics.com slash seven to download that guide now. So if you want to grow and be the best you can be, you need to ask others what they think about you and how you can improve but you need to do it in such a way that others feel comfortable in giving it to you. Now, you can do this by asking people for feedback, not what they think about you, but what they think others collectively think about you. Think about it. If I asked you to tell me what you think my weaknesses are, 
you may start thinking about that time I didn't answer your email at 10 p.m. or something else random. However, if I ask you to think what my weaknesses are to an entire group, you're going to take away all of those personal situations and judgments out. Again, you can go to recoveringcorpaholics.com slash seven to download this feedback guide now. That's all I had for you in today's episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing these eight strategies on how to play and win the corporate games at any level. And I hope you enjoy my free step-by-step guide on giving and receiving feedback. Stay inspired and live powerfully. Thanks for tuning in to the Recovering Corpaholics podcast. For show notes, to stay connected, and learn more about our show, find us online at recoveringcorpaholics.com. And if you're listening on the Apple Podcast app, show your support by subscribing and reviewing this show. See you next week, everyone.